With the fifth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Tua Tungavalawa. Barkley from inside his own five. Barkley with a hook. Barkley with a burst. Barkley down the sideline. Saquon Barkley runs the opening kick. 97 yards. What's up, Book It fam? Welcome back to week 14 of the NFL season. Unfortunately, it is just me. Mr. Renninger could not make it. He had schoolwork and real work, but no big deal. I'll be able to do this myself. So it'll be a little quicker of an episode, but I still got some things to go over. First, do some housekeeping. With it being week 14 of the NFL season, me and Alan are going to keep this podcast, what we're doing right here, going probably until March into college basketball season. We'll talk about that. I know I love college basketball, blah, blah, blah. Duke, best team in the country, obviously. So basically what I mean is me and Alan's segment here, um, it's probably gonna be more of a seasonal thing. We're probably gonna take a couple months off, especially with baseball and blah, blah, blah. There's gonna be no point to talk about that. We'll come back when we're ready to talk more about football season and such into the fall, into the spring, into the summer, um, like July-ish probably. July, August timeframe. But in the meantime, I'm going to be starting a new podcast with somebody. Keep that person hidden for now. It's going to be a dynasty fantasy football podcast. That's going to be a full season long one. We really feel that um, we're in a couple dynasty leagues and it's something that's not really out there. There's only a couple dynasty podcasts and what to do in the off season because that's kind of the only fantasy football that doesn't really sleep. Like dynasty leagues are full year round. They're, they're like a regular NFL season. So we're going to be starting that up at the end of the regular season. So at the end of the fantasy season. So week 18 or the first week of playoffs is probably going to be when we're going to post our first episode. We've been thinking about this for probably about a month now, and we've been brainstorming. We just don't want to start in the middle of the season. There's no point for that. We're going to start at the end of the season or the start of the next season, which is right after this season's over. So look forward to that. As always, remember to like, subscribe, unsubscribe, tell a friend, tell an enemy. Um, follow us on Twitter. We're going to be posting a lot more stuff, especially when we're starting up the dynasty stuff. We're going to be really getting deep in on, on Twitter. Um, follow us on TikTok. And uh, yeah, that about does the housekeeping. So let's jump right into a little review from last week. So the three games that I bet, I bet the Jets plus the five and a half, Minnesota, Pittsburgh over 43 and a half, which was Thursday night, and the KC over, which I said stipulation Waller had to be in. Waller was not in, so it wasn't an official bet, but the game did eventually go over, and we'll break it down here. So going into the Jets game, the Jets got absolutely stomped. They got three field goals in the whole game. They couldn't do anything on offense. They really could have used Michael Carter or Eli Moore. Um, Elijah Moore is out for the season. He's actually on the COVID list now, too. We're getting a little COVID talk then. Um, Michael Carter will be back this week against the Dolphins. Dolphins also have a COVID problem with with Waddle and their whole running back room. But overall, Taysom Hill is not a good quarterback. Like he's manageable and he's a good runner in this instance in a game like this where he just had to run the ball the whole time and they ended up winning because it's the goddamn Jets anyway. But I really don't think the Saints are a good team. I think the Saints are going to be really looking for a quarterback next year's draft class. I really like Kenny Pickett going there. I think it's going to be a good fit. He's a, a development guy and him with Sean Payton just makes a ton of sense. A guy that going to do what he wants him to do and he's not a runner um going forward though the saints outlook unless you're betting Taysom hills overs i can't really be backing a saints ticket i don't think they're going to be able to do 
what they did last week, just run the ball a bunch of times with Kamara, run it with Taysom Hill, and let him throw the ball less than 20 times against the Bucs this week. Um, he's going to have to throw the ball if they want to win this game or even cover the game. The, I think the line's at 11.5 right now. I don't see Taysom Hill being able to do that. I, I, I'm not hating on Taysom Hill. I know Chris Sims loves him, but um, Taysom Hill's not a good quarterback. He's a tight end. Um, if you're playing a tight end, okay, but you're playing quarterback, you basically got him and Kamara running the ball left and right there. And teams can just run the ball. We've seen them be able to do that type of thing, but I don't think at, the, at this high of a, of a level, you're going to be able to have just Taysom Hill run the ball the whole game and be able to win and dump off passes and such, especially against a Bucks team that um, has such a good run defense and that big defensive line is going to get after Taysom Hill. But overall, the Jets are a dumpster fire and I'd like Sala out there. They're going to have another high draft pick this year. But next year, Eli Moore, Michael Carter, Zach Wilson, uh, maybe get an offensive lineman in the draft this year, a defensive guy. I think the future is not bright, but the future is better than what it is now. Jumping into my next game, I had the Pittsburgh Mini over on Thursday night, and that flew over the total. Obviously, Mini jumped out to a massive, I think it was 29-3 lead or 29 nothing lead or something, and Pittsburgh just looked dead in the first half. They didn't even look like they wanted to be there. And I know the whole thing was the second half, oh, how are they going to, what do you even do? Like, I think I even said, like, what do you even do if you're Pittsburgh? How do you come out in the second half and do anything? Like, you're getting killed. You look like shit. And many can't do anything wrong. Well, what's a Minnesota game without a last second possession, obviously? So Pittsburgh came out. They looked really good. Um, they really get back in the game. Obviously helped the Kirk Cousins and some of the play calling towards the end. Like, the last third down they had, it was inside their own 10. And they threw the ball. They could have just ran it and at least ran an extra 40 seconds off the clock or made Pittsburgh use a timeout. Um, they did neither typical Minnesota thing. Big Ben takes him down the field and uh, puts it on Firemuth's hands and he drops it. Minnie gets the cover, the over hits. And I, I know what people are going to say about Pittsburgh. People are going to say Pittsburgh has looked decent the last couple of weeks. Well, they played Baltimore and they played Minnie. I don't really think either team is that good. I think I did bet Minnie to make the playoffs and I think they could sneak their way in, but they played too many close games, and that's just going to shoot him in the foot. Even though Kirk Cousins is still having a great season, um, he missed Justin Jefferson a couple times, sad for the fantasy team. But um, Dalvin Cook was able to eat, but he was he was eating with with big holes. And I don't know, this Pittsburgh, they didn't play good against Baltimore. Baltimore could have beaten when we see Baltimore as a dumpster fire now. Um, they haven't been playing good. It's, it's funny how this NFL season's working. You're going up, down, left, and right. But I don't really think Pittsburgh has really any worry at all. Big Ben's done after the season another team's gonna be looking for a quarterback sam howell or or matt crowd be great fit in pittsburgh um yeah but going forward I, I even though this week i know there's a lot of sharp action on pittsburgh against tennessee i'm not saying i don't back that um i don't think tennessee's anything special spread pool i'm definitely going to be on the steelers but to go out and make the steelers an official bet for me is hard to do i just i can't bet this team with big ben i i just i can't do it i think Tennessee is going to be able to run the ball. I don't see Pittsburgh being able to just fill those gaps like they did. They couldn't do to Dalvin Cook last week. I mean, Devontae Foreman, it doesn't matter who it is. They're going to be able to run through any of those holes. Tannehill's going to be able to throw the ball. You're getting Julio back. I understand it's not ideal, but these are the games. It's going to be a tight game towards the end. Pittsburgh probably does win outright, but I'm, I'm not going to be back in the Steelers. Um, I just, I really don't think they're a good team. Moving on to my next one, I had the KC. Oakland over. It was stipulation if Waller was in. Waller was not in, so it wasn't an official play for me. Um, even in my spreadsheet, I took it out and I, I took uh, Washington, who could have covered at the end, but they missed an extra point. 
Um, but this game was a weird game. Casey really didn't have to do much on offense, running game, I mean, passing game. I mean, they ran the ball a lot and their defense got a score. Defense played really well. And they, I think all three of the running backs were able to have decent games, which is, it was just a weird outcome. The Raiders are as dead as we thought they were, even though they get the, the COVID game against the Browns this week. Um, and I'm doing this right before the Thursday night game. So I'm not going to go too deep into the Chiefs, but they're six and out of the last six games. They played the likes of the Giants, the Raiders twice, Dallas, Denver, and a, a Green Bay team without Aaron Rodgers. And the Dallas team was without their two edge rushers. Dallas is the only good win out of that group, if you ask me. These other games are kind of iffy, so I want to see how they play tonight. I really don't think the Chiefs are anything special. Um, I am on the Chargers in the spread pool. Um, the Chargers, they're not an official bet for me because this is obviously too late, but I do like the Chargers tonight. The home dog, I know they beat them once this year. I'm just, I'm not, I don't think I'm a Mahomes believer I, this year with this team. I don't know. I just kind of came to this conclusion like 20 minutes ago. So I was just looking at all this stuff with the KC team, who they've played, what they've done, how they've done it. And I, I'm just, I'm coming to the conclusion that I, their defense is playing good, but your defense is playing good against teams without their starting quarterback, with the Raiders, who are dumpster fire, Denver, who's not good, the Giants, who not a good offensive team and Dallas is the only impressive one there their defense played really good against Dallas against Dallas but um Dak for some reason just didn't look right that game I'm not really sure what was going on there um yeah so I'm on the Chargers tonight so when you listen to this tomorrow I might be eating my own words who knows but I don't think Casey's the same Casey team we've seen the past couple years now getting into my picks for this week um outside of the Chargers uh, so with the whole COVID situation right now, and obviously I think the Rams are up to almost 30 players, COVID, the Browns have 30 or 20 some players, the Redskins have 20 some players, um, there's a bunch of teams, Jalen Waddles potentially out. Um, honestly, I was saying this earlier, like, I don't know what game's the bet. Like I can't, I only have money on two games so far and, um, and the Chargers cause they're about to play. Um, games in a couple of days because you don't know what's going to happen. Like, I, I'm going to talk about the Colts New England game here. Like, who knows? Jonathan Taylor, Mac Jones, um, Michael Pittman, Carla or Carson Wentz. Who knows? They these guys can get COVID in the next. They can just test positive if they're even if they're vaccinated and they're asymptomatic. They're still not going to be able to play the game, which is kind of bullshit. But neither here nor there. Uh, as much as CLV matters, it's hard to bet games this early because. You're going to be locked into a number, and if the COVID news works for you, congrats. But if it works against you, you're going to be pretty pissed off. So you just got to kind of watch out with it and just just play safe. And if there's a week to, to lay off and not bet much, it's probably this week and going forward because you got to just let the COVID news fiddle itself out. And then it's hard to do before game time. Try to see, see if you like any of those lines according to the COVID news, blah, 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 blah. I mean, if you bet a game early in the week and you get like, okay, if you if you laid anything with Cleveland, at home against the Raiders, you're sitting here going, well, I have a quarterback, I have a team without a quarterback, blah, blah, blah. Vegas isn't refunding that bet. No, I mean, that's just how it, that's just how it goes. You're, you're not going to get those bets refunded. The only time those bets are going to ever be refunded um, is if it benefits Vegas. So if you bet uh, the Raiders plus six and a half or something, they might refund that and say, no, we didn't know all these guys in Cleveland are out, but they're not going to do it the other way, which is shitty. All right, jumping into my week 15 bets. I got the Colts. I bet them at minus one against New England. It's out to two and a half. I still like it at two and a half. This is a must-win game for the Colts. 
New England has been playing great in the road. Mac Jones has been doing good. But remember, the last game Mac Jones played was that Monday night game with all the wind. And I think, yeah, that was the last game because he had a bye week last week. Um, I think he's going to have to throw the ball a little bit more this time. The Colts defense is better than Buffalo's defense. Uh, they're not going to be able to just lean on the run game because the Colts run defense is not, it's not as good as Buffalo's, but I think they're going to force them to do more things than just run the ball. And New England's going to try to bail out stop Jonathan Taylor. That's going to be their game plan. Just let's stop your best player, they, JT. They're not going to be able to do it, personally. I don't think they will. Even if they can find a way to stop JT, I don't think they're going to be able to stop Michael Pittman, who, if you're going to bail out in the run game, you're going to put it in the box, we're going to throw it up that Michael Pittman on the outside. That's that's something Buffalo was able to do towards the end of the game, but they couldn't really fully capitalize on it. And I don't think Buffalo is the I- ideal team to beat the Patriots right now. I think the ideal team is a team that is run first, but has the ability to throw and beat you with the long ball. That That's India, a team that could put up points, make Mac Jones play catch up, make Mac Jones stay in the game. I don't think he's able to do that yet. And I don't think Belichick's going to trust him to do that yet. They're not going to come in here firing around and Belichick's not going to let Mac Jones lose this game. Belichick's going to try to slow the game down. He's going to run the ball a lot. He's going to dump passes off. And all Andy's going to need to do is force a turnover, get up quick. And then I, I think this is, this, is, this is a massive game for Andy at home, prime time, Saturday night. Give me the Colts minus the two and a half. I like it out, out to two and a half. I like it at three too, but I'd rather take it lower. If, if it gets out to three and you bet it yet, just wait. See if you get a live number. If you don't get a live number under three, don't worry about betting it. The next game for me, my second bet, uh raw raw spot for the jags the jags minus the five against houston here this is just raw raw city like unless for some reason a bunch of COVID comes out of jacksonville urban left all the COVID there uh these players didn't want urban meyer there they wanted urban meyer gone weeks ago i mean james robinson their best offensive player marvin jones they're gonna get looks this week robinson might get 30 carries i mean the the coaching staff already came out and said he's our best running back we're gonna use him as that which means they're going to feed the man. And any fumbling issue he had previously is forgotten about. Now, if he goes out this game and fumbles three times, we got problems. I don't think he will. He's going to come ready to play against it, especially against the Houston defense, who Richard Penny just went for 16 for 147 against the two touchdowns. I think Robinson can have a similar stat line, even more. I think I, I'm on every James Robinson over this game. His um, rushing props, not his receiving props. I'm not going to worry about those. Any rushing prop, I don't care what the number is. Unless the number's over 100, I'm taking it. Um, his anytime touchdown, if it's plus 125 or more, I'm taking it. Um, this is just the Jags. This is a, this is a celebration. Urban Meyer is gone spot. Urban Meyer probably should have been gone weeks ago, but yes, give me the Jags minus the five. Those are my two official bets for this week, but to go into a couple other games, the Cleveland game is interesting to me from a betting perspective. It's going to be a Saturday, uh, 430 game. If this line gets up near six, give me it with the Brownies. Um, Nick Chubb, as long as Chubb's still playing, I don't care the offensive lines out. I don't think the Raiders are good. The Raiders don't deserve to be, if it gets up to six, it's at four and a half right now. Even at four and a half, I might sprinkle a little. The Raiders don't deserve to be more than a field goal favorite against anyone on the road. And there's going to be bad weather. I mean, Mullins is able to play football. They're going to just feed Chubb. Dearness Jones is still going to be playing. Devon, um, Donovan Peoples-Jones is still going to be playing. They're going to still have their offensive weapons. Miles Garrett is still out there on defense. Um, unless the COVID gets so bad that all these big name guys are out, which I don't think it will, um, as long as they don't postpone the game, 
I'm going to take the points with the Brownies um, right up to game time. I'm going to wait as long. up to, That game starts at 4.30. I'm going to wait till 4.29.59 to make the bet. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a way to use COVID that I understand all these good guys are out. I get it. And the Raiders should win the game. But the Raiders, at the end of the day, should not be more than a, even a point favorite against any team in the NFL. Another game I want to talk about is the Green Bay-Baltimore game. If Lamar Jackson does not play, um, and this line gets over seven, it's a, it's going to be another game I'm going to be looking at to bet the, to, to back Baltimore. Um, Tyler Huntley is able to do everything that Lamar does, and given him seven points at home, I'm saying it's about ifs if it gets there, because um, I'm, I'm not betting a ton of games this week, and Allen's not here, so I'm trying to fill in and, and give some more perspectives on these games. Um, if Lamar's in and the line comes down to three, I'm not rushing to bet it either because I don't fully trust Lamar's back yet. I think they honestly might let him sit and let Huntley play. And you're eight and five. Even if you go to eight and six, you're still fine. Um, yeah, but if this line gets out to seven with Huntley, I mean, or if it's out to seven with Lamar, either way, I'm, I'd be I'd be on the I'd be on Baltimore. That about wraps up all the games I want to talk about this week. So my official bets: Indy minus one and the Jags. Minus the five, Rob Rossbaugh for the Jags, big spot for Indy. I want to thank everyone for listening. I know this is only about 20 minutes long, but going forward, um, either it would be me and Alan or it would be me and somebody. We're going to be doing a Dynasty podcast. I think that's going to be a really good one, especially for you fantasy lovers that if you're, if you're into fantasy football, it's going to be something good to listen to from a Dynasty perspective going forward. Dynasty leagues. For, I'm in one this year, and I learned a lot. That's why I didn't. St- I didn't want to start this podcast over the summer last year. I thought about it, but I wasn't into dynasty yet. I'm in a league a whole year. I'm in the playoffs. Um, I learned a lot, especially how to run a league and different things. I'm the commissioner. I had to remake a lot of the rules for different circumstances, especially with COVID and all this other thing, all this other stuff. But um, me and the person that are going to do it, um, we talk like daily about about dynasty. So I think it's going to be a really good really good thing especially get us through all the baseball and blah 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 with some still time to always sit there and look about and talk about football because coming up in the next season it's gonna be the best way for fantasy and even betting on this stuff could be the best way to do it. you gotta look at the seat at the stuff all year long as always like subscribe unsubscribe tell a friend tell an enemy um tell alan to get his ass back here because i personally i mean i don't mind doing this by myself it's just not as fun doing it by myself um Everyone wins some bets this week, drink some beers, and I think next week we're going to come out with a little bit of a bowl preview if Alan can. We're going to try to do it early in the week. So, as always, let Tua cook, baby, because when I'm here by myself, we're Team Tua. As always, win some gets this week, drink some beers. Peace out.